Ecclesiastes 3 tells us that to everything there is a season and a time and a purpose under heaven, and that includes the time of year that we go back to school, like it or not. <laughs> and uh, I asked the kindergartners and first graders when I had a chance to do a backpack blessing with them just now, I said, who's excited about school? And all the parents raised their hands, and all the kids were like, summer's over. And they said, you're going to have great fun. So we prayed for them to have great fun. Um, it's Promotion Sunday. Here at First Methodist, and we had uh, an assembly at 9:45 that um, gave us the opportunity to pray over confirmands and to bless backpacks and present Bibles to children and their families so that they can sit down together and be in the Word. One of the most important lessons from the Word of God that I have obtained in my life is one that's been taught to me repeatedly, not because somebody read me a verse. In part, it was because somebody read me a verse but it was because of how the people in my life lived. One of the things we teach in our Sunday schools and, and hopefully in our schools, as Rob said, schools are our biggest mission field in the United States. One of the things we teach is love. So we are learning as we're in, in, in school and in Sunday school, but we're also learning to love. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Our scripture today comes from 1 John 4, 7, and 8. I'm going to ask you all to read it with me. It's one that I have loved since I was in middle school, and um, we're just going to, we're going to start together now. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Amen. I loved um, one of our second graders when his name was called out. He ran up and he snatched his Bible from Miss Jamie and says, finally. And I thought if we were all that excited about um, getting our Bibles, you know, that would be great. And our third graders, um, it was so touching. We had one little girl who's on crutches and her sister came up with her to carry her Bible back to the seat for her and it was just great to see the ways that the word is lived out among our children here. We talked about Joshua 1.9, how God's presence is constant, how, it tells, how the word tells us, do not be afraid for I am the Lord your God and I am with you always. My sister retired as a teacher, and her pre-planning included the view of a pool. But she has been praying for her teacher friends. She has been praying for those who are going to the schools, who are there day to day, who have been working over the summer. They may be, have, they may be teachers who have a, a summer break, but they still work over that break. Where are my teachers? Amen. Um, and they, they work hard, they're planning, they're excited about the things to come, both in our elementary, in our middle, in our high school, in our colleges. It's an exciting thing for a teacher to have the opportunity to teach. So as we learn to love, I want us to catch the Spirit today, the Holy Spirit, as we um, talk a little bit more about what it means. I'm the daughter of two educators, and I'm the youngest of four children, 
and I have learned many lessons in that process. My brothers and my sister have taught me lessons, my parents have taught me lessons, and I've had a hard head. And I've had to learn the hard way sometimes, but I have learned, and through it all, I've learned because they loved me. One of the best sounds that I have heard on the hallway, um, I'm on the children's wing where my office is, and one of the best sounds I heard was in the spring when Miss Beth Royal's class protested because we weren't going to have Sunday school the next Sunday. And they started saying, we want Sunday school. What do you mean we're not having Sunday school? And I thought, how fabulous is that? This morning on the way over, there was a a little three-year-old who was walking with his mom, and he was crying, and and she said, I told you Sunday school's over. And he said, no, it's not. (laughs) He wanted to go back. And I thought, somebody has caught the spirit and has loved this child well in the process of teaching them the word of God. And that just, that made me smile. That gave me hope that, that just filled my heart in ways that I just, I just couldn't imagine. I didn't know that was going to happen when I got up today. It was a true blessing for me. Tonight we have confirmation uh, kicking off. Um, We have confirmation counselors, parent volunteers, sixth grade confirmands, all who are going to be gathered in this space tonight for orientation. They're going to sit down together. They're going to go through some, some questions as a family to start the dialogue of what it means to be a follower of Jesus, what their family stands for, who they are, who their parents are, where they come from. They're all lessons that are filled with the love of God and the Holy Spirit. I've seen great love poured into our confirmation program and our Sunday school by our Sunday school teachers. I've seen seen moms and dads who spend time volunteering in programs here, and it makes me think of the verses in 2 Timothy chapter 3. As for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it. And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures from infancy. In our nursery, they're learning the word by love. From infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise for, for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. The scriptures train us. Proverbs 22, 6 says, Train a child in the way he will go, and when he is old, what? He will not depart from it. That's right. Charles Spurgeon in the 1800s um, knew the value of Sunday school. He was preaching about the Sunday school programs and and the reason for having it in the churches, and he said, The teachings of our childhood leave clean cut and sharp impressions upon the mind which remain after 70 years have passed. Let us see that such impressions are made for the highest ends. I am thankful for the many of our brothers and sisters who give their Sabbath days and many of them a considerable part of their week evenings also to the teaching 
of children who somehow grow to be very much their own. I love that last part. I have children in my heart from every place where I have served the church. Had an opportunity to go back to Augusta in um, February and, and speak at a women's event. And my girls, who were about this tall, are now about this tall. And they came running up and they said, we still remember. Put on the armor of God. Before you get up in the morning, you get up, you pick it up, you read it, you pray, you get started for your day, and in the day when it gets tough, you call on Jesus. And they said, you taught us that. That is a compliment I'll take any day. I don't say it to be proud. I don't say it to, to brag on myself. I say it because it, it, it made me feel like just that little bit of time that I gave gave them something to hold on to. There are so many ways that we can influence the world around us. Not long ago, we had um, kids' mission camp, and I was blessed so by these children. Y'all just, y'all don't know. We had an opportunity to go and to um, organize clothes. And by the way, your third through fifth graders who attended, who helped with that job, can now organize their closets. They did a fabulous job of organizing clothing into sizes, setting up a storehouse for families to come in and get clothes for their children for the first day of school, for the second day of school, so on. And they worked at it with smiles on their faces, with love in their hearts. Some packed about 800 pounds of food, lunches, others, um, also participated in a packaging of Operation Christmas Child boxes. Some of y'all may have seen the pictures. There were about 65 boxes just covering the front up here. And those kids just lit up when they got the opportunity just to send something to a child that they'll never know. They'll never see, but they made an impact on their life. They said, my child needs this toothbrush and they need a, a pink comb. And I don't care if it's for a boy, he wants a pink comb. Who knows, the Holy Spirit may be in that. The other things they did um, just were, were small things. They painted rocks with a message saying, God loves you, or smile, have a great day. And they're going to leave those in odd places for somebody to find that will have a message of love on them. They also got to take part in continuing a work that our youth had done. Our youth have been doing some mission work around the church this summer, and it's been great. And one of the things they did was work on stabilizing a handicap railing for the Backstreet Arts program down at Bridging the Gap. And I think maybe there were so many that they each had to turn a screw, and then the next one turn a screw, and the next one turn the screw, <laughs> which is a great, great thing to deal with, to know that our children and our youth put together something that um, will make a difference for persons going to express themselves, to see part of themselves reflected through their art 
Well, the youth did that part. The next week, our kids in mission camp got to go paint. Now, parents, if your children were in that group and they had never painted before without you and they came home with paint on them, I'm sorry. They had great fun. We had some that were covered head to toe, even though we, we encouraged them not to, not to get it on them. The tarp fell and they just got covered. But they loved it. We couldn't understand what that little bit of pain on their skin would do, but it left an impression for them to go paint that ramp. One that that pain will wash off, but the impression won't. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. We struggle to see how sometimes we can make a difference. We struggle to see how just one small note, one small prayer can make a difference. But it does. There are a lot of times that we need to form a spirit line around each other to cheer each other on. Coach Chris Jordan did that. I want you to take a look and uh, see just one way that we can make a difference. When you walk around the grounds of Gainesville State School, you'll see just about everything you would on any other high school campus. There are students, teachers, a computer lab, and a gym. Except here, the students are convicted criminals. It's an incarceration facility for kids that have uh, violated law. Each day starts in a tiny dorm room they call home. And continues marching from class to class, abiding by a strict schedule. In fact, the one thing that makes them feel like kids again is football. I'm just like mold model on campus. Every game is played on the road, but it's worth it to escape on Friday nights and enjoy a small piece of freedom they gave up. But each week, there comes that constant reminder of who they are and what they've done. They don't treat us as a regular person in the world. They treat us like we're just some alien, just somewhere out, just out of nowhere. I mean, they look at us like animals in a cage, like we don't deserve a second chance or another opportunity to be something in life. After hearing the ridicule and losing eight straight weeks, the Tornadoes were once again on the road, traveling to play private school power great find faith for the first time, who had moved up a division. Their head coach, Chris Hogan, had a game plan in mind, and it had nothing to do with football. In a selfless suggestion, Coach Hogan sent out an email and requested his fans, his players, parents, do something so out of the ordinary in the football culture. He asked them to cheer for Gainesville State. These young men will not have any fans outside of the faculty from their own school. Their parents will not be there. I want some line fans to sit on the visitor side and cheer for the Gainesville team throughout the game. I thought, okay, this is, this is cool that Chris wants us to do this, leading up to it. But getting there that night, it was so easy to transition from being a fan for the Faith Lions to a fan for the Tornadoes. You know, the idea of, uh, of giving uh, and just being there to support those kids, those young men that have never had that before. So for the first time, the always-on-the-road Tornadoes would feel as if they were at home. And as kickoff approached, it was obvious something was different. It looked like they thought they were at the wrong end of the field because they know they don't have any fans. And we just looking, I just looked, 
I just kept doing my plays. I seen how they were split up, but I figured they just didn't have enough room on their side. I want y'all to line up the line. They make, they're making a spread line. I'm like, say what, coach? <laughs> he said, can you beat that? And uh, he said, they're making a spread line for y'all to run through. I'm like, that's what's up, son. That's what's up. When it happened, it was just, it was dynamic. It was one of the most unbelievable things I'd ever seen. When I ran through this, like, I felt like it was just like some. Like angles is on me. That's all, that's all I felt. Cause I was just running through as fast as I can. I just feel the wind rushing my face. That feeling of being unleashed lasted throughout the game, and so did the cheers. We had a penalty like the third play of the game, and I heard booing behind me. I turned around, and it was the great man fan. I mean, when I was making like a play, I made a chocolate, and people yelling my name. I'm like, I don't even know these people. They were just like ours that night. I, I can remember rooting for their little quarterback, and I felt like he belonged to me. Our kids were their kids, and their kids were our kids, and all kids were the same. Because for the first time in a long time, someone was in their corner, and that alone was worth celebrating. I like, hey, I was, this is going to get close, man. I don't care. I don't care if we lost tonight, man, because I was feeling good. <laughs> I feel like we won the Super Bowl championship game or something. Like we won that. I mean, winning like in you know, a heart, spiritual-wise, I mean, we won. I've, I've been in state championships of different kinds. There's nothing like this. Nothing. Isaiah and the rest of the Tornadoes will never forget the feelings they had on that night. And while it didn't erase the mistakes they've made, it showed 14 teenagers that regardless of the bad things they've done in their past, there was reason to look ahead. I cried. <laughs> When I, when, when after the game, I went back to my room, I cried. I think that your, your family ain't the only ones that love you. God ain't the only one that love you. Other people love you, too. This is what I was hoping and praying would happen. I hope that it gave them hope. I see the world in a different way now. I mean, I don't just see, like, I'm the victim no more. There's so much love because, you know, I came from a broken home family. So, I mean, having all that love, it just, just rose my spirits up. The coach's letter simply asked them to cheer for another team. Who can you cheer for? You never know when it's going to make a difference. So the question for us is how do we, how do we love? How do we form a spirit line that's going to make a difference? We have so many opportunities around us. I'm going to give you a couple today, though. One is, you'll notice that when you come up for communion, there's brightly colored cards up here. Inside is the name of a confirmand or a college freshman or a student who has graduated and is in their first year without being in school. And our challenge to you is to take one. There's a there's hundred up here, so let's make sure every family gets one. Beyond that, um, get as many as you want. And your challenge is to pray for that person. You can't see their name. We put them in these bright envelopes so that you can't pick the person you pray for. This is a spirit-led moment. You're going to be their cheerleader. You're going to be their fan for the next year. So take one of these as you come up for communion. We have opportunities in our school every day to volunteer. We have opportunities just when we 
meet someone somewhere along the way to pay it forward, to buy their ice cream at Burger King or get them Starbucks, whatever, wherever you are. We have a children's home office that's going to be located out of our uh, annex space. And there's going to be different folks coming in to talk with them and just being hospitable, welcoming them. It doesn't take much. One who taught us how to love that way is Jesus Christ. He gave himself for us, giving his life that we could have life. He put himself on, he, he went to the cross for us. He put himself through that for us that we could know a love unlike any other. It can't be touched. Something as simple as cheering got through to these kids to let them know that God loves them. Somebody else loves them. And there is somebody rooting for them and in their corner. Every day we have church and Sunday school. Every time school gathers, every time we get up and go into the world, we have an opportunity to love as God loved. Today we're celebrating communion and we come remembering all that Christ has done for us. How he spoke to his disciples and told them that he was doing something new. Something exciting. They didn't quite grasp it. Not sure we always grasped, grasp it either. But there's something powerful about coming and taking in that grace. Christ came to his disciples on that night of the Last Supper, and he took bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body given for you. Take and eat. Do this in remembrance of me. He took the cup and he gave thanks to God. And he said, this is a sign of my blood of the new covenant. Drink it as often as you can in remembrance of me. Would you pray with me? Lord, we come before you seeking your grace. We come before you wanting to learn to love as you loved. And sometimes that takes someone else calling out a need to us. Sometimes we're the one to call out the need. Let us be obedient to your call, to your direction, to your instruction for us. As we come this day to partake of your table of love, fill us with grace and mercy, hope, and love to take into the world. Pour out your spirit on these gifts of grain and grape. Be with us. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.